offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. 
So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me past. Good morning, everybody. Happy Independence Day, July 4th. Hallelujah. We're so glad that you're here this morning to be part of BCF, whether you're here live or watching online. Father, we are so grateful and thankful that Christ Jesus has made us free indeed. And Lord, today we're going to celebrate the freedom that you have given and provided for us. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise for your goodness. We just welcome you here this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
identity of freedom from our Savior. Come on. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. <laughs> it doesn't matter what country you live in. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. We are free because of a Savior that has set us free. No one has the right to tell us we're bound when God has already said that we've been chosen. Hallelujah. And we're free. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you've made us free in this way. Hallelujah. Come on. We are free everywhere in the world. A believer of Jesus Christ is the freest person to walk the planet. Hallelujah. It's time for us to 
because of where you are. It's because of who you are. Oh, come on, let's worship for a little bit here. Oh, you're in the highest place on the universe. You were 
the one. We worship the one Jesus. Come on. He has all authority. He has all power. And he's given us permission to use his name and to use that authority and all that power while we're on this earth. Oh, Jesus, we accept. We accept that today in this place. We rise up in victory. We rise up in freedom today. We worship you in this house. We worship you in this house. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's freedom in this house. There's freedom in this atmosphere. Hallelujah. Thank you you can be free. Completely. Totally. Hallelujah. Thank you for your freedom, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your freedom. Glory to your name. We celebrate being free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You are the freedom maker. And we bless your name today. And Lord, we thank you for speaking to us. beloved ones, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the keys of his kingdom. With those keys, you have access to the benefits, rights, and privileges of being a child of God. You have the way and the means to overcome the enemy. I give you my keys, says the Lord. Use my keys. Open the doors. I've made a way for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, shout about it. He's made a way for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. They do a fantastic job. Hallelujah. How many are excited to be here in the Lord Amen. this morning? So many other places we could be, but you're here. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we're going to make our confession, our declaration of faith. Next week, we'll have a new subject that we'll confess. This will be our last one for this one. How many are glad that we can speak the word of God? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's make our confession. Our victory comes through faith in God and obedience to his word. The Lord does marvelous things for us. And by his right hand and holy arm, we gain the victory. The Lord makes us victorious wherever we go. 
our victory comes to us through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we are thankful to Him. We overcome our accuser, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and we do not fear death. Because I am born of God, I overcome the world. My victory over the world is my faith in Jesus as the Son of God. As an overcomer, I partake of eternal life, and I am rescued from hell. As an overcomer, I partake of God's heavenly bread, and I have power over the nations. As an overcomer, I'm clothed in pure white, and my name is written in the book of life. In all these things, we are more than victorious through Him who loves us. We are persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present or things to come, hostile powers, height or depth, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. A victory of our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. To proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. I wanted to share something. Yeah. Uh, while we were doing worship, I saw um, hurdles in a race. You know, uh, mm-hmm. what do you call that? What's the race? What's the race? I don't know. Uh, uh, the hurdle race? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the person that wins that race and the person that loses that race, it all comes down to the speed of the hurdle climbing that you can do, right? But both people are in the race that has hurdles. So to get to the end of the race, you have to jump over the hurdles. In our lives, the enemy tries to show you that a hurdle is a closed door or a defeat. So you should just give up, turn back, you've lost because you got to go over this hurdle. If you would see your life where God has asked you to be here, he sent you to earth, he created you, and he has something for you to do, and he's equipped you to win that thing, whatever he's asked you to do, he's equipped you to fulfill it and to see it to the end and to win. So whatever you come up against, see it as a hurdle. See, there's a hole in the ground that you jump over. I don't know, whatever visual you need. The point is, if there is opposition, if there's something that slows you down, you're running, and then you're there, and there's this thing, you jump over it, you knock it over, I don't care what you do with it, but the bottom line is the race isn't over. And you need to keep going. Amen? The Word of God gives us wings that we can fly. Amen. And we can go over anything. His love is so high, it's so deep, it's so wide. Nothing could separate us from the love of God. So when we connect with the love of God and operate with his word, he said, speak to the mountains and it shall be removed, right? Whatever it is, don't see a hurdle as a, oh, I missed it. 
or oh, I'm in the wrong place, or oh, I must be driving down the wrong road. It's a hurdle. <laughs> Deal with it like a hurdle. Amen? You come up with your Amen. own form as an athlete in the kingdom of God. And you decide how you get over hurdles. Either it falls before it sees you coming. I think mine do. Mine do. But <laughs> and you step over them, whatever. You decide, but it's your race to run. Yeah. Amen? Isn't that what Paul said? Uh, is that part of your sermon today? I said something profound to Pastor Doug this morning at, at the dining room table. And he said, well, that is what my sermon is going to be talking about today. That exact point. I went, ooh, I'm picking up what the Holy yeah. Spirit's putting down. Amen. <laughs> That's all I have. Amen. And when we dismiss the kids, I'm going to do a little bit something different today. So I'll need you to follow the instruction. I want to read something from you from Leviticus 27. Leviticus 27 and verse 30. It says, in all the tithe or the tenth part. Everybody say tithe. tithe. You know, the Lord set the tithe as a tenth or ten percent. If a farmer had a hundred sheep, every tenth sheep, would be a, a tithe, right? They would pass through the line, and every tenth one would be set aside. How many would, would be there? How many would be set aside out of 100? Ten, right? Because that's a tenth, all right? All the tithe, or the tenth of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree. Notice this. It's the Lord's. Say, the tithe is not mine. It is the Lord's. Then he says, it is holy to the Lord. Not only is it the Lord's, but it is holy to the Lord. Right? And guess what? Since he set, it's not an amount, but it's a percentage. Ten percent. Right? Since he set it, that percentage never changes. Now, anything beyond ten percent, that's offering. Amen? Verse 31. If a man wishes to redeem any part of his tithe, he shall add one-fifth to it, or 20%. So it costs you more to redeem your tithe uh, than to pay your tithe. Amen? Uh, Well, we don't pay our tithe. We bring it to the Lord because it's his. Verse 32. For every tithe of the herd or flock, whatever passes under the shepherd's staff, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. The man is not to be concerned whether the animal is good or bad, nor shall he exchange it. But if he does exchange it, then both it and its substitute shall become holy, and it shall not be redeemed. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai. And we know that the tithe was before the law. Amen? And you know what happened when Adam and Eve, when they messed with their tithe? They lost their garden. Mm. You know, those trees that were the tree that was set apart, they had access to all these other ones, but they had to have one set apart, right? It's kind of like the tithe. If you mess with the tithe, the devil will mess with you. Because you short-circuit your covenant with God. Amen. So, Father, I thank you that as we have the opportunity to give this morning, whether in person or online or with a card or however we do it, Lord, we give glory and honor to you and we celebrate the fact And we get to be in covenant relationship with you. And Lord, you are the blesser and the provider of all good things. And we thank you, Lord, that every gift and giver is blessed in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Of course, you can do that anytime during the service. And if you're watching online, you can do it uh, through our website as well. Hallelujah. And uh, just want to let you know that um, at the end of July, uh, we're going to be gone. We're going to be taking Gabriel and Sean to Rama. So on the 25th, we're going to have a very special guest, Nelson Rhodes. He's going to be preaching. Amen. And then coming up on August 1st, we're going to have uh, Sadie Krills will be with us as our guest. That's uh, Pastor Sam's uh, sister, if you didn't know that. And uh, she'll be with us. Yes. So you don't want to miss those days. And uh, before I dismiss the kids, I want to just uh, read something. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. This is a, a poem that a person by the name of Deborah Brown wrote and back in 2019. And she said, uh, I wrote this poem after reading about the history of the Declaration of Independence. In June 11, 1776, Congress appointed a committee of five to draft the Declaration consisting of John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Robert R. Livingston, and Roger Sherman. The Second Continental Congress on July 4, 1776, announced that the 13 colonies at war with the Kingdom of Great Britain would regard themselves as 13 independent states no longer under British rule. And she wrote this poem, and I want to read it to you. When we think about the birth of this great nation, Congress declared July 4, 1776, and issued a proclamation. With this decree, the 13 colonies are now free. We will no longer live under England's monarchy. Five great men were given the task to draw up papers for freedom at last. Thomas Jefferson, we can remember, a founding father, patriot, and a continental member. Together, these men drafted the amendments. Franklin, Livingstone, Sherman, and Adams united they authored the Declaration of Independence. Battles were fought, blood was shed, life was lost, and men were dead. Freedom came with a heavy price. War is not pretty, nor is it nice. We can thank the Lord above, who gave us these United States, a country we can love. Men fought for our freedom, and with their lives, they did pay. That's why we celebrate Independence Day. Amen? And this is also a day where you can play a game, a guessing game. Was that gunshots or was that fireworks? <laughs> All right, kids. I want you to come up front real quick before you go to class. The kids and the teachers for Kids Life Today, all right? I want you to just come up front real quick, all right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want everybody to stretch forth your hands, and we're going to bless our kids today, all right? And our teachers and our helpers. And Father, we just bless our wonderful kids today 
whom you brought here to VCF to learn about your word, to be anointed by your Holy Spirit, to encounter the presence of God. Lord, bless them today. And Lord, give our teachers, Lord, the anointing that they need to communicate and to help and our helpers to help, Father. May the anointing of God be upon them in the name of Jesus. We pray for our kids in Jesus' name. Amen. Kids, have a good class. Be dismissed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, y'all ready for the word this morning? I must let you know I am fired up and ready. I want to talk to you today about how Christ has made you free. Today is July 4th. It's not too often that we get the actual holiday on the Sunday, amen. But today is July 4th, and in 1776, July 4th, we declared our independence. We made a declaration of independence. How many know if you want to be free, you've got to declare some things? Amen? And I, I, I just want to read some words from the Declaration of Independence. And, um, it, you know... It says we hold these truths to be self-evident. That means you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure this out, right? If they can figure it out in 1776, we certainly can figure it out in 2021, all right? That all men are created equal. Hallelujah. These men had a hold of God's vision. God created all men. Do you realize no matter what color you are and where you came from, if you cut your finger, we all bleed red, Right? That they are endowed by their creator. They believed in creation, not evolution. With certain unalienable rights. You can't take these away. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Aren't you glad you can be happy? And they said that to secure these rights... Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Guess what? The government works for us, not the other way around. And at the end of this declaration, they said this. With a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. They put it all on the line. Fearlessly, courageously, bravely. Amen? And, we're, and we have the right to be free. Amen? Christ has made us free. Not going to, already did. Now, if you're bound, you don't have to be. You can be free. If you're bound by anything, you can be free. Amen? It's your choice. You can be bound or you can be free. You choose. Amen? So Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law. Woo! 
And the reason that he did what he did was to make us free. You know, freedom is a gift. And someone has to pay the price for freedom. And those who are made free get the benefit of the price that was paid. Hallelujah. Freedom is a purchased possession. It's the Lord's purpose. It's a calling. It's a lifestyle. And it's a law. The way to honor God is to live in freedom. You know, God wants us to live in freedom. And he's provided a way for us to do that. Amen? Galatians chapter 2, verse 4. I want to read this scripture to you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 4. All right? Freedom is a gift. It says, My concern was because of the false brethren. Those people masquerading as Christians. You know, you're going to encounter people who are make-believe Christians. They're not real, but they want to appear to be real. All right? Who had been secretly smuggled into the community of believers. They had slipped in to spy on the freedom which we have in Christ Jesus. In other words, people who weren't Christians wanted to see the freedom that true Christians were experiencing, so they were spying in. I wish we could be free as those guys, you know? It'd be like people looking in the windows of VCF saying, boy, those, those people really have it going on, right? In order to bring us back into bondage, they wanted to bring people back under the law when Christ has delivered us from the law. Amen? Say, I'm not going back. Hallelujah. So there is a freedom in Christ Jesus. He has made us free. His freedom in Jesus is unparalleled anywhere in the world. There's no other freedom that can compare to the freedom that Christ has made us free in. Amen? Don't trade your freedom in Christ for anything, because nothing can compare to it. But I want you to know, we have been made free in Christ Jesus. That's a gift. Jesus gave us a gift, didn't he? A gift of freedom. All right, let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And it says in verse 13, Christ has redeemed us. Amplified says, has purchased us. Purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law and its condemnation being a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Christ paid the high price for us to be free. Amen? Are you here this morning or have you gone home already? Hallelujah. Don't settle for anything less. With great freedom, there is great responsibility. Titus 2.4. I'm sorry, 2.14. 
Titus 2.14. It says this. Who willingly... Did Jesus ever put up an argument about giving his life? No. He said, they don't take my life. I lay it down. And Titus 2.14 Amplified says, Who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness. Glory to God. I'm so glad that a transaction took place at the cross where Jesus shed his blood. The Son of God, the spotless Lamb, he shed his blood. It flowed down from from him. It flowed out of him. And he purchased our freedom. Hallelujah. Signed, sealed, and delivered. You are free if you want to be free. It's already been paid for. Already been purchased. It's already available to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he, he purchased our freedom from all wickedness to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. How many are enthusiastic today about doing what is good? Amen. Oh, we got 10 seconds to get excited in this place today. Free people are enthusiastic people. Free people are fun people. Right? Free people are a joy to be around. And guess what? Our freedom is contagious. Don't sit too close. You might get more free. Amen? You might get more free. Maybe you're sitting next to someone who needs some more freedom. Hallelujah. All right. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, Who? verse 1, hallelujah, Galatians 5, 1, it was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm. Do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. King King James says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty which Christ has made us free. Listen, you've got to stand in your freedom. You've got to fight for your freedom. You cannot let the devil come in and steal your freedom. He will want to. He will try to. But we don't want to let him. Amen? Amen? See, I refuse to be bound. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation says, so Christ has truly set us free. Woo, that's powerful. Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. Look at your neighbor and say, stay free. Can we stay clean? Yeah, we can take a bath or a shower whenever we're dirty, right? We probably do it every day, sometimes more than one, once in a day. Amen? Well, the same thing is true with your freedom. You've got to stay free, just like you stay clean. Right? And sometimes when things get dirty, you've got to do a little extra things to clean up. Right? But the same thing is true with keeping our freedom. We've got to stay free. Right? How do we stay free? Stay in the Word. Stay with Jesus. Stay worshiping Jesus. Amen? 
Magnify God. And don't get tied up again in the slavery of the law. That, that means that there will be a temptation to get yoked again to the law. We've got to avoid the temptation. Amen? God's word translation says it this way. Christ has freed us so that we may enjoy the benefits of freedom. How many enjoy the benefits of freedom? I'm free to move. You are free to move about the kingdom. You know, when, they, when you fly in the airplane and they finally take the seatbelt sign off, they say, please remain in your seat with your seatbelt fastened until the seatbelt sign is removed. Right? And they get to a certain level, you know, and the plane is smooth. There's no turbulence. You can take the seatbelt off and you are free to move about that plane. Right? We are free to move about the kingdom. We are free creatures that Christ has purchased, that Christ has made us free. The Weymouth New Testament says this, Christ having made us gloriously free. Are you gloriously free? Gloriously free. That's powerful. Has made us gloriously free. Stand fast and do not again be hampered with the yoke of slavery. Say the yoke is broke. Oh, I'm telling you, any yoke that Satan has tried to put on you, it's been broke by Jesus. Satan can't get that yoke around you. He can't clip it tight. It's broken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've been set free from religion, don't be religious. If you've been rescued from hell, don't go back there. There's nothing there for you. I like what Jesse DePlantis preached one time. He said, what in the hell do you want? There's nothing there for you. (laughs) You've got to be firm and unwavering in your freedom. Hallelujah. We maintain our freedom by following God's principles. Okay? There's freedom in this book. Look at verse 13, Galatians 5:13. Galatians 5:13. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only not for liberty, only use not your liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but love but by love serve one another. Amplified says it this way. For you, my brothers, were called to freedom. Have you answered the call? Freedom is a calling. God has called you. Hey, you can be free from whatever binds you. Just like we call for help. I remember when I was a young boy, we played a lot outside in those days. Didn't have a computer, didn't have internet, didn't have a smartphone. My phone hadn't gone to school yet. So it hadn't become smart. Didn't even have a, have a mobile phone yet. So sometimes when my mom wanted us to come home, she would go outside and she would call, Doug, come home. She was calling me to let me know that it's time to come home. You are called to freedom. 
God has called you. He does, he does not want you bound by anything or anyone. So he's called you to freedom. Freedom is a calling. Freedom is a gift. Freedom is a purchased possession. And I haven't even gotten to the heart of the message yet. But don't use your freedom to let your flesh go wild. (laughs) Did you know that a person could easily do what they did before they knew Christ? Your flesh is designed to overindulge. The flesh that we live in is contrary to God. Our flesh has not been born again. Our flesh has not been renewed. We've got to keep our flesh under. The biggest problem that people have is with their flesh. Not the devil. The devil's already been defeated. How can someone who's been defeated be your biggest problem? Hmm? But our flesh, we've got to contend with every day, don't we? So don't, this freedom that God gave us is not for us to do anything that we want to do. Right? But when you follow Christ, there is a freedom that can't compare to anything else. Amen? It says, verse 14, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So instead of, we have to use our freedom to walk in love. Amen? We've got to walk in love like Jesus did. All right? 1 Peter 2.16. It says, live as free people. But do not use your freedom as a cover or pretext for evil. You're not to use your freedom for evil. You're to use your freedom for good. Amen? Use your freedom to bless someone else. Use your freedom to help someone else. Amen? Hallelujah. Even the apostle said, freely we have received, freely give. Amen? Hallelujah. So, and then James chapter 1. James chapter 1, I said freedom is a gift, freedom is a purchased possession, freedom is a law. Amen? Look at James chapter 1, verse uh, 25. James 1 and verse 25. But whoso looks into the perfect what? Law of liberty. Liberty is a law. And continues there. Not only do you got to look in it, but you got to what? Continue. Everybody say look and continue. It's an ongoing process. All right? And continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I want you to notice. The, the doer is the one who looks and continues. It's the doer who will be blessed. But if you look and don't do, you're not going to be blessed. Amen? Did you know that when Jesus called his disciples out of the boat? Well, actually, he didn't. Peter did. Right? Peter, 
remember they were in the midst of the storm and Jesus was walking on the water and at first they were freaked out because they thought they saw a ghost. But Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. Now, why would you say that unless you're prepared to come? Amen. Because you know God will honor your words. So what did Jesus do? He answered Peter's question. Okay, come. Peter got out of the boat. Right? He traded in his fishing net for a surfboard. He was walking on water, wasn't he? Did he complete the mission? No, he did not make it to Jesus. What interrupted him? The wind and the waves. How come the wind and the waves weren't an issue when he got out of the boat? Right? So he didn't make it all the way to Jesus. He started to sink, right? But Jesus rescued him. The quickest prayer ever, help. That's a good prayer. Right? Peter said, help. Jesus said, okay. Right? Did Jesus bless him? Hmm? Did he say, oh, Peter, you did such a good job getting out of that boat. Oh, he didn't do it. Why? Because he didn't complete the mission. He was supposed to get to Jesus. But what did Jesus say? Oh, Peter, why is your faith so small? Why did you doubt? Amen? Just a little side note. Won't charge you anything extra for that. All right? But notice that liberty is a law. It's the perfect law of liberty. Go to Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 2. Freedom is rising in this place right now. Freedom. Freedom from sickness. Freedom from poverty. Freedom from death. Freedom from pain. Freedom from depression. Freedom from lack. Freedom from all these things, from anything that bounds you, anything that restricts you, anything that hinders you. You're going to get free today. Say, I'm getting free today. Say, I'm feeling more free. Some of you just need to just shake up your little body. I'm free. See, movement messes with the religious mind. Religion Movements are very minimal. But when you're free, movements are magnified. And movement messes with the religious mind. I'll never forget. I had worked late one day. At this time, I was trimming trees. I... Spent my time in a tree trimming branches. We never cut trees down, but we trimmed, we pruned, and we cabled, and we fed trees. And so I worked late one night. It was a Wednesday night. And so we got home at about 6.15, 6.30. And, you know, after working in a tree going up and down, I'm covered in, in filth, really. Uh, and so I took a shower. So I got to church late that night. And... I was sitting close, right next to the aisle, right? But I was kind of in the back because I got there late. Worship was already going, you know. And they started singing a song about joy. I don't remember what the song was. And I'm thinking, oh, it's so good to be joyful. And all of a sudden, inside me, I didn't hear a voice. I heard this inside me. Well, if you're joyful, why don't you act like it? I'm like, well, okay. So you know what I did? I stepped out of the aisle. And my feet started to move. My hands were up. And I felt more free and more free and more free. Amen? Why? Movement messes with the religious mind. 
So if you want to break out of religion, you got to move. Do something that you wouldn't normally do. Ah! Religion is like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. But you know what? It's worth the freedom. Amen? Yeah, you got to step. See, faith requires a step. It requires movement. You can't be in faith and be still. Faith is an action. Everybody say action. Action is movement. Action is animated. Right? Do you know that you can praise God like a cartoon character? You know, how those cartoon characters go. You can bring your animation to life. Right? Why? God's animating you. His life in you makes you animated. It makes you want to move. It makes you want to shout. It makes you want to stand up. Maybe even run. Hallelujah. But that's only for people who want to break out of religion. If you like the comfort confines of religion, then just sit there. But if you want the freedom in Christ, do something. The Holy Spirit is laying it down now. I hope you're picking it up. Romans 8, 2. Notice the law of the Spirit. There's a law of liberty, which is the Word of God, but there's a law of the Spirit of life. In Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You have been made free from the law of sin and death. Why? Because I'm abiding by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Jesus is the life of the party. Wherever Jesus is, good things are happening. Now, I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 61. And we're going to talk a little bit about freedom. Satan is a slave master, but God is an emancipator. Satan is a slave master. What does that mean? He wants to enslave you. Do you realize, this is what the Bible says, this is what the Bible teaches, that when you commit a sin, you become slave to that sin. You have given permission to whatever that sin was to now control you. The Bible says he who sins is a slave to sin. Satan is a slave master. God is an emancipator. All right? Satan wants you bound, but God wants you free. Satan is the one who binds you, but God is the one who frees you. Okay? Satan wants you imprisoned. God wants you liberated. It's time for the church to be liberated. So many bondages. Satan wants you sick. God wants you healed. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Well, God's just using a sickness to teach me a lesson. No, he's got the Holy Ghost. He doesn't use sickness as a teaching tool. He uses the Holy Spirit and his word. 
So all sickness came to this earth when man sinned, the original sin. It brought sickness. Sickness was not in this earth until sin came in this earth. Romans 5 tells us, by one man, death entered this world, right? But by one man, he took away death. Glory to God. Thank God for the second man. Thank God for the second Adam. He got it right. Satan wants you lost, but God wants you found and saved. Who left heaven to search for you? I came to seek and save that which was lost. Who came looking for you? You you had no clue that you were even in the mess that you were in. Maybe you did, but you didn't know how to get out of it until Jesus found you. Oh, I found Jesus. No, he found you. Amen. Satan wants you lost. God wants you found and saved. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy. God wants you to have life more abundantly. Amen? Yes, Satan steals, kills, destroys, but God gives life. He gives overflowing too much, more than enough life, abundant life. Which would you rather have? Amen? Guess what? When you're free in Christ, Satan can't steal from you. He'll try, but he'll be unsuccessful. Why? Because we know how to lock the door. Shut the door on the devil. Right? They used to sing that and they go, in God, shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the... In the night. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Satan wants you oppressed, stressed, and possessed. But God wants you to pass every test to be your best and to be blessed. Amen? How many want to be, listen, being blessed is better than being stressed, oppressed, or possessed. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're we're getting to uh, Isaiah 61 in just a second. 2 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 17. You can start getting excited about the very first word. Now. Don't wait to get excited. Now. Now, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Not coming, that where he is, there is. Where he is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is independence. There's hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's get excited now. Now, the, the Lord is that spirit. You can't get free without the spirit of God. You can't get free by good works. You need the spirit of God. He's the powerhouse of God. We need the power of God to get free. Right now, not, not a second later, not a minute later, right now. The Spirit of God is here. How do we know that? Because two where two are gathered in his name, there I am now in the midst. Say, so he's in my midst. And we all with unveiled face, verse 18, we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Did you know that God, you can hold the glory of the Lord in a glass? I'm just being funny. Are changed into the same image from glory to glory. That sounds like 
free to free. From glory to glory, free to free. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we need to... The Spirit of God is a freedom fighter. He's a freedom maker and he's a freedom keeper. Amen? He fights for and gains freedom. And guess what? He's never lost. He's never failed. He's never had a failed mission. Right? He fights and gains true freedom. Not some, not this freedom that the world calls freedom, but what is found in God. Amen? Did you know, well, I know you, Moses was able to come before Pharaoh in his court, in his palace. He was able to walk in before the king of Egypt and to declare, let my people go. And not once was he arrested. Not once was he detained. Not once was he incarcerated. Why? He was free. See, when you're free, you're bold. Amen? One, one sure sign of freedom is your boldness. See, because to be free means to free to act, to free to move. No restriction, no restraints. Amen? It means to be liberty, to have liberty. Moses could walk in and out before Pharaoh and to say, let my people go. And even though Pharaoh said no a few times, he was later convinced, wasn't he? And it didn't work out too well for him because he was resisting God. He went on a beach party and never came back. So the Holy Spirit can make you free and he can keep you free. He wants you to be free from restraint, from restriction, or hindrance that would keep you down or keep you from making progress. Did you hear me? He wants you free from restraint, from restriction, and any hindrance that would keep you from making progress. He's, he can give you a boost out of the pit. He can, oh, he's got the key to every prison. There's not a prison on this planet that can hold a believer, hallelujah, because God knows how to do a jailhouse rock. Glory to God. I'm going to rock some of your jailhouses. Amen. We need the Spirit of God. He has the power to make you free. He has the power to deliver you. He has the power to rescue you. He's a chain breaker, a prison opener, a barrier breaker, a limit remover, and a hindrance overcomer. Talking about hurdles. The grave couldn't hold Jesus down. The rock that they rolled in front of it didn't matter a bit. Why? Because there's nothing that can restrain or restrict or hinder what God wants to do. Glory to God. The only thing that we should be subject to 
is God the Father of the Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We shouldn't be subject to anything else. Right? But everything that represents His authority. Hallelujah. We have to be a student in the Holy Spirit's class. This is Freedom 101 today. The Holy Spirit will be teaching us how to be free. You know, I've heard this story. Well, it's not a story. It's really an illustration. How they chained a bird to a certain area, right? It had a certain circumference. And it was like that for a long time. But when they took the chain off, the bird didn't know how to be free. He worked. The bird just stayed in the same proximity that he used to be when the chain was on. So sometimes when we get free, we need to be taught how to enjoy that freedom. Amen. How to walk in that freedom. How to live in that freedom. Amen. Because when you're bound for so long, you forget what it's like to be free. Amen. The man who sat at the pool of Bethesda for 35 years, he couldn't walk. He was waiting for a man to put him in until Jesus came and taught him how to be free. Pick up your mat and go home. Okay, that's all I need to do. I don't even get, need to get in the water. Just pick up my mat and go. And that's what he did. Jesus taught him to be free because the man forgot how to be free. He was blaming his captivity on someone else. I have no man to put me in. You don't need any man. You need Jesus. You only need one man, Jesus. Amen? Jesus made him free in an unconventional way. Hallelujah. You should be free from another human or spirit controlling you. Limiting you, hindering you, abusing you, possessing you, owning you, or keeping you down. Did you know that the Bible is anti-slavery and anti-racist? If people would just believe the Bible, we could just be free, amen? Freedom is the power to act, the power to speak or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. That's a dictionary. It's liberation from slavery, restraint, or the power of another. It's independence. It's boldness in behavior. It's lack of reserve. Thank God for these men who signed the Declaration of Independence. They were bold. Not only did they make the declaration, but they put their name on it and they backed it up. It's the capacity to act or or choose rather than by determination from uh, faith or deity. It's your free will. It's unrestricted use. It's full access. We have full access of the kingdom of God. We have unrestricted use of the name of Jesus. Amen? Now, you should have gotten to Isaiah 61 by now. We finally got there. Isaiah 61. Hallelujah. We serve a good God, don't we? Say, I'm getting free in this place. Say, freedom is rising. Hallelujah. 
Let freedom ring. You know, freedom has a sound to it. Freedom needs to be expressed. I'm just keeping my freedom to yourself. No, you're not. Help someone else get free. You might be free. Help someone else get free. Amen? Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. See, you need the Spirit of God. The Hebrew says the Spirit of the Lord Yahweh. The Chaldee says the prophet said the Spirit of prophecy from the presence of Yahweh. I like that. And the Syriac version says the Spirit of the Lord God. Amen. Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord God is where? He's upon me. Say, He's upon me. Hallelujah. And He has anointed me. To preach good tidings. Jesus was anointed and commissioned. He was given authority. He was given gifts. He was set apart for his work and his mission. Guess what? Just as Jesus is anointed and commissioned, so are you. Amen? Say, God anointed me. Who did he anoint you with? With the Holy Spirit and power. Say, I'm anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Hallelujah, that's true. And he said that he he sent me to preach good things to the poor. This word poor is the afflicted, the distressed, and the needy. It's not just someone without money. How how many has ever been needy? You needed something. You were distressed about something. Guess what? There's good news for you. There's good news that can come to you that can change your situation. There's good news that can deliver you out of the mess. There's good news that can rescue you from what you got yourself into. Amen? That's the good news. I've been anointed and commissioned to preach the good news to the the distressed, the needy. Amen? The poor. Hallelujah. You don't have to be poor no more. Amen? That's good news. You can be free from anything. You can be free from a bad habit. You can be free from cussing. You can be free from overeating. You can be free from lust. Amen? You can be free from lying. Oh, you don't think every one of those other things bind you. Do you know when you tell a lie, you're bound by that lie? Because you've got to keep telling lies to cover up the lie. That's binding. That's a bound. That's being bound. What's the way out? Truth. Say the only way out of a lie is the truth. That's the only way out of a lie. You want to stop the cycle of lying? Tell the truth. To tell the truth. Will the real Christian police stand up? (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he, he, Jesus came to give good tidings. To the distressed, the needy, and the afflicted. Amen? He he came to bring a joyful message of opportunity. Aren't you glad? We have an opportunity. We don't have to be like the devil. We don't have to be like our old, old man. Isn't it funny that when Paul met Jesus, he stopped persecuting the church? When Zacchaeus met Jesus, he started to give instead of take. 
When Peter met Jesus, he caught so many fish, he was so surprised. He'd never caught that much fish before until he met Jesus. Amen? When Matthew met Jesus, he stopped collecting taxes. I don't know if he stopped, but he was more honest probably. Amen? What, what's my point? When you, met, when you meet Jesus, there's going to be a change. Change will happen when Jesus comes. If change hasn't happened, then you might need to just draw a little closer to Jesus. All right? So he anointed me to preach good tidings, good news, joyful message. Say a joyful message. Hallelujah. This is not, God's message is not the same old, same old. It's fresh. It's new. It's full of life. It's full of hope. It's full of opportunity. It's full of power. It's full of uh, possibility. Aren't you glad to know that all things are possible to you that believe? If you believe, all things are possible to you. That's good news. Amen? And then he said, He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. How many has ever had a broken heart? We can all raise our hands, can't we? At some point, at some time in your life, you experienced a broken heart. We all did. But thank God, what did he do? I came to bind up the brokenness. I came to pick up the pieces. I came to uh, order the mess. Amen? Hallelujah. He came to bind up the broken hearts. Glory to God. Things that were broken down, broken pieces. He came to give relief and comfort. Because a broken heart is stressful. A broken heart is emotional. A broken heart makes you sad. And how many ever had your heart broken and then you hear a song and you remember the moment when your heart was broken? It takes you right back into that moment or it stirs up those emotions. Jesus came to bind up. In other words, he takes the broken pieces. He not only puts them together, but he makes them whole like it was never broken. Hallelujah. The one who made the heart can fix the heart. And if he can't fix it, he'll just make a new one. Amen? Do you remember the story with the man with the withered hand? His hand was crushed, incapable of working. And Jesus came along. His hand was broken, right? Stretch forth your hand. The power of the word. He stretched forth his, his hand was made whole. How about Naaman's leprosy? When after the seventh time when he came out of the Jordan River, his skin was like that of a baby's skin. I bet Naaman's wife said, oh, honey, you are smooth, baby. I mean, his, his, think about that. Skin that was infected with leprosy was like that of a baby's skin. Have you ever felt a baby's skin? Baby skins are smooth. I love baby skins. And then when my boys were young, man, they had some nice skin, and it's soft and cuddly. God replenished the skin. Think about that. He re- the, the leprosy was gone. It was like brand new skin. Because that's what freedom is. Freedom takes the old and makes new out of it. He sent me to br- bind up the broken hearts. If you've got a broken heart this morning, 
Jesus will gather up all the pieces and he'll put them together and his glue will not lose hold. Amen? If you've been deeply afflicted or distressed on any account, Jesus can heal you. Jesus can fix you. Jesus can repair you. That's what freedom brings. Psalm 47.3, it says, He he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Say, my pain is healed. Say, I'm comforted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will make you so good, like you'll, you'll be like, what pain? When the devil tries to bring it to your remember, say, I don't know what you're talking about. It's gone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then he says to proclaim the release, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound. Liberty. It means a flowing, free run, pure from unused. It means freedom. Hallelujah. That word liberty means freedom. Glory to God. I'm here to preach freedom today. Freedom from sickness. Freedom from sin. Freedom from poverty. Freedom from depression. That's what I'm here today. Amen. I'm making a declaration today, a declaration of independence. I declare and I decree that every person who's watching VCF, who's attending VCF, is free in the name of Jesus. And we're going to enjoy our freedom. We're going to celebrate our freedom. We're going to have so much joy that when people look at us, they're going to think we're drunk. We're just not drunk as they suppose. You can get drunk in God without a hangover. Glory to God. He can fill you with so much joy, so much peace. Amen. All hell could be breaking loose in your life. But you were like, oh, praise God. I've got the peace of God in me. Hallelujah. As my mind is stayed on him, he keeps me in perfect peace. Glory to God. We're going to get drunk on freedom today. Jesus never accused anybody of being too free. Do you know that that man who sat at the gate beautiful in Acts 3? His friends brought him there. Because he couldn't walk. He was bound by paralysis. And he was sitting at the gate, the entrance, so that he could beg for money. If you're going to beg, beg where people come in. Amen? And so he was there. Right? And Peter and John were coming to the hour of prayer. And they were entering the temple. And they saw this guy sitting there. They probably saw him there other days. Right? But how many know they had a habit of going to prayer at the temple? Come on, somebody. We got to get in the habit. Amen. And uh, so all of a sudden Peter was stirred. I mean, he just was filled with the Holy Spirit not too long ago. He had the fire of God in his bones. Right. And he had the spirit of God that was looking for opportunities to set someone free. And here was this man who was bound by paralysis, couldn't walk for I don't know how long. And Peter said, look at me. 
And this man is thinking, I'm about to get some money here. I'm about to get something good. He's about to hand me some salt. Uh, uh, you got my attention. He's looking at Peter, and Peter said, silver and gold have I done. I'm, I'm sure the guy was a little bit depressed. Right? But he said, such as I have, I give to you. Arise. And he took him by the hand. He said, arise in the name of Jesus Christ. Arise and walk. He took him by the hand, lifted him up. Was that guy who, could, who walked for the first time, did he just go, oh, we're going to church? No, he was jumping. He was leaping. He was spinning around. He was praising God. You couldn't keep his feet on the ground because for the first time, he was free. He was celebrating his freedom. He was expressing his freedom. He entered the church dancing and leaping and praising God. From the, from the entrance, he was dancing and leaping and praising God. Why? That's what freedom will do to you. After being bound for so long, being unable to walk for so long, now that he was able to walk in one moment, he entered into church with joy with expectation, with an expression that couldn't be kept down, so much so that everybody in the church was looking at him. When people are looking at you, it's okay. God might be doing something. Let him look. Just look back at him. Amen? Don't be ashamed at how you feel you need to express yourself to God, as long as it's according to the word, as long as it's not improper. Amen? David was not afraid to express his joy to God in bringing the ark back to Israel when he was jumping up and down in a tunic. Not was he, he wasn't just jumping up and down. He was jumping around, spinning about wildly. We need some wild, we need some wild ways in this place. Amen. We need to get some wild back in the church. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to get some Pentecostal fire back in the church. People who aren't afraid to praise God, who aren't afraid to stand up and shout, who aren't afraid to let the Holy Ghost have his way. I've done the religious stuff and I'm done with it. I got set free from that. Walk in, restricted motion, stand up, kneel down, stand up, sit down, go home. I remember the first time that I raised my hands was when I got born again. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that God was touching my heart. God was working. I was sitting in a service with about 10 people at Abundant Life Tabernacle, Pastor Lloyd Curry. I'm 12 years old. I'm there in the first, in my first charismatic service. And don't know what he preached, but he said, is there anyone who would might like to make Jesus their Lord and Savior? You know, when you're not so sure, you only do the half raise, right? And I'm looking at my sister, and so I went up front. And my hands were like this. And when I said, Jesus, come into my life, whew, something came into me. And my hands were shaking. My body was vibrating. And I ended up on the floor, and I came up with a big smile on my face. That was when I first met Jesus. I'll never forget that day. 
But right then and there, all the religion that I was brought up in was washed away. And I've been raising my hands ever since. Amen? I've even been known to run, shout, laugh, roll around on the floor. One time at Ramah, there was a service. They broke like 10 chairs. Yeah, the service was, they broke 10 10 wooden chairs because people were falling over them. Nobody got hurt, but 10 chairs got broke. (laughs) Come on. We need a chair-breaking service. Amen? We need a chair-breaking service. I'm telling you why. Because we're free. We have the liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. See, when you're free, you're not afraid. When you're free, you're fearless. When you're free, you can stand up and shout. You don't give a hoot what people think. I'm telling you. If you're worried about what people think, that's being bound. Yes. Yeah, the devil is toothless and we're hootless. Amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Come on, we got to let some joy flow. Laughter is good medicine. The Bible said, so, see, some of you need to take some medicine. And by taking your medicine, you got to laugh a little bit. Ha, ha, ha. Laughter is good medicine. A merry heart does good like medicine. Hallelujah. I've got 26 pages of notes where the Bible talks about joy, rejoicing, and being glad. Three words, 26. I'm telling you, this Bible is full of joy. See, that's another thing that messes with the religious mind is joy, unspeakable. The Bible says joy, unspeakable. That means you can't put it into words. All you can do is express it. All you can do is let it go. Joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. We need some joy, unspeakable, and full of glory in this house. Hallelujah. Because we're free. Hallelujah. We know how to celebrate. We know how to party. Hallelujah. Some things are breaking loose right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I wish I would have joy like she has. Well, if you rejoice like she did, you'd have it. You know... Maybe you've never read in the Bible it says shout for joy. Shout for joy. Maybe the joy hasn't come because you've been a little silent. You've been keeping your voice a little low. You've been given a whisper. It's time to shout for the joy of the Lord. I'm telling you, God is doing something good here. So anything that will try to take you captive, Jesus preached deliverance to the captive. Hallelujah. Even when thousands of people followed him, Jesus never said, I have a captive audience. Why? He's anti-captive. He didn't come here to take you captive. He came here to set you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No man ever made another man a slave following Christ. 
no man. Christ did not come to make slaves. He came to save men. He's, came, he's come to save you. Save you from what? Save you from hell. Thank God that he saved us from hell. And matter of fact, anybody who was made a slave violates the Bible. It goes against the Bible. <sighs> then he says to proclaim to them that mourn in Zion. God will give you comfort to the mourners. If you've had a sad moment in your life, God can bring comfort. He's a comforter. Look at verse 4. Or no, uh, verse 3 of Isaiah 61. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. God's got a, he's got an appointment for the mourner. He'll turn your mourning into dancing. He'll give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Notice what he says. I've a, to appoint, to proclaim unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. That means he'll take your ashes and give you a crown. They used to put ashes on their head when they were grieving, when they were sorrowful. But he takes the ashes and gives you a crown. He crowns you with loving kindness. Glory to God. Notice this. And the oil of joy for mourning. Some of you need an oil change today. You need the oil of joy for mourning. You need to get some oil of joy. Joy needs to lubricate your squeaky parts. Joy needs to lubricate your rusted joints. Joy needs to lubricate those things that haven't moved for a while. You need the oil of joy. Hallelujah. There is an oil of joy that God will anoint you with. David had too much joy. He said, he anoints my head with oil. What? My cup runs over. We got to have some overflowing cup joy. In other words, your little cup can't contain the joy. It's got to overflow. God will give you too much joy for yourself. It'll come on you. It'll go to someone else. Amen. Joy was meant to be shared. Joy was meant to be given. Joy was meant. Hallelujah. There is a joy of the Lord. And it actually makes you strong. So you don't become, when you yield to the joy of the Lord, you don't lose strength, you gain strength. Well, that laughing doesn't do any good. Well, you haven't tried it, obviously. You need it really bad. Do you realize when a surgeon does an operation, are people awake? They put them under sleep. The person doesn't even know what's happening in their body. They know that they're there to get something fixed. But it's called anesthesiology. Right? They, put, they have a doctor who's trained in administering the anesthesis or whatever the word is. Right? And they either put a mask on you and you start breathing in. You get happy. And you, you're off into la-la land. You don't even know what's happening until you wake up. All right? The joy has it. Um, the Lord has his own anesthesiology. It's called joy. 
sometimes he's got to lay you out to put you under the power so that he can work on the inside so that you don't even know what's happening. But when you get up, you're a different person. And I don't even know why I'm even going this direction. Oh, I know why. Because the Holy Spirit wants us. He wants to stir us up today. Amen. He wants to give us the oil of joy. The oil of joy. There's an oil that's flowing right now. There's a flow of oil of joy. Everlasting joy. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He made our mouth to laugh. He made our tongue to sing. Saying, look what the Lord has done. He has done great. Has the Lord done some great things for you? Has he delivered you? Has he helped you? Has he blessed you? I'm telling you, we've got something to express joy over. Let's take a... Five-minute joy break. Come on, express some joy right now. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to be spontaneous. I'm sorry, that wasn't part of my plan. That's not on my schedule. I got these other things to take care of. I can't laugh right now. I got the dishes to do. I got I to gotta vacuum the carpet. I can't laugh right now. I got to go here. I got to no. You got to take time to laugh. When the Spirit of God comes on you, you got to yield to the Holy Ghost. And you got to laugh. He, you're not a puppet. He's not going to move your mouth. He's not going to move your hands. He's not going to move your feet. You've got to yield. And the way you yield is to move to God. The way you yield is to open your mouth and let it flow out like a river in the name of Jesus. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Hallelujah. And he He's in the midst of it. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. I'm telling you, on the day of Pentecost, they made such a ruckus, such a noise, that the entire town of Jerusalem heard it. They were all gathered there wondering, what is happening on the hill? What is happening at VCF? There's something going on at VCF. There's a sound that I don't know what it is. I don't know how to describe it. But they said, these men are drunk. They thought that they were drunk. But Peter said, they're not drunk as you suppose. But this is that which Joel prophesied about. It's the pouring out of his spirit on all flesh. Are you flesh? Then you've got the Holy Spirit poured out on you. Hallelujah. If you can pray in tongues, pray in tongues right now. If you can pray in tongues, pray in tongues right now. If you want the ability to pray in tongues, you can have it right now. Tongues, praying in a language you've never learned, you've never studied, was a direct result of being baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. In the name of Jesus. If you, want, if you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, come up here right now. God's doing something right now. God's doing something. What's he doing? He's making VCF free. He's making us free. He's making us free. He's making us full. Hallelujah. He's satisfying our mouth with good things. Glory to God. I know I'm driving the camera person wild right now. That's all right. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. You've got to do the drinking. You've got to do the drinking. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. 
He's moving. He's doing something. He's loosening us from the restrictions. He's loosening us from the restraints. He's loosening us. He's freeing us from the prison in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God is upon me. The Spirit of God is upon me. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. On a hot day, when you're sitting next to a pool that's nice and cool, and you're sweating, sweat. I don't know about you, but I sweat. It doesn't take much for me to sweat. The other day, I was doing something small, and Josiah says, are you sweating already? I said, I'm, I, I sweat. Amen. If I have access to a pool, and that pool is nice because other people are telling me that it's nice, I can see that it's nice, and they, whoo, I wish I had something to cool me off. I wish I had something to alleviate this heat. All you got to do is get in the pool. Get in. It's your time to get in. It's your time to jump in. Amen. Well, I've never done anything like this before. That's the more you need to do it. You need to do it. Amen. Do something. Take some action. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands and begin to move in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is here. See, people want to be, they want freedom to fit in their box. Guess what? There's no box that you have that you can contain freedom. It's too big. It's too wonderful. It's too incredible. So you're going to just have to go with God's freedom. Amen. You're going to have to step into glory. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's praise his name. I feel him in my hands. I feel him in my feet. I feel him all over me. Hallelujah. God inhabits our praises. So the more we praise him, the more his habitation comes. He inhabits our praises. So if you want God, you got to praise him. You got to open your mouth and you got to say some good things about God. Say some things you know about God. Amen. And then he'll take you into another realm. Hallelujah. He'll he'll cause you to cross the Jordan on dry ground where the water was held up for 16 miles. In the name of Jesus, you're about to cross over. Hallelujah. You're crossing over. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If anything... Yes, he healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved me just in time, I'm going to praise his name, hallelujah, I'm going to give him some praise, he's the same, come on and praise him, come on and praise him, I dare you to praise him, I dare you to lift your voice, hallelujah, hallelujah, 
God in the sound booth. He's God on the cameras. He's God in Air Force. He's God in kids' life. He's God in women. He's God in Barnabas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, let the fire of God just fall on her now. The fire and the power of God in the name of Jesus. If you're a teenager, come up here right now. Teenager, teenager, teenagers, teenagers. nothing they've ever seen. Father, just distribute the power and the fire. Fire! 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 In the name of Jesus! Oh, yeah! Fire! 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 In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah, he's just shaking you up. A carbonated beverage. You're about to be shook up. Shook up. Shook up. Hallelujah. And he's about to take the lid off. He's about to take the lid off. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your fire and your power and your glory. Touch it right now, Lord. Fill it right now. In the name of Jesus, I break every chain. Hallelujah. Every hindrance, every restriction, restriction, every limit in Jesus' name. Jesus, touch him and fill him full. Fill till he overflows. Overflows. Make him that firebrand. In the name of Jesus, lead God and direct him, Father. I thank you for touching him with your power. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, have your way. Have your way. Drunk in the Holy Ghost. Drunk in the Holy Ghost. Drunk in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Do we serve a good God? He always shows up. Now, I know that some of you are like, you're wondering about all this. But I will say that when soldiers came to the garden and they came to arrest Jesus and they said, are you him? And he said, I am. And when he said, I am, every soldier fell to the ground because he revealed himself in his glory and his power. So people fell under the power. Amen. You don't always know what what you're going to do when the Holy Ghost hits you. But you just got to go with the flow. Right? You got to yield. You got to move. You got to respond to the Holy Ghost. Amen? We're entering into a new era. I'm 
telling you, there's going to be a new level of freedom here like never before. People are going to be convicted. And think about this. Every empty seat was bought and purchased for a person to come and hear the gospel. So, Father, right now, I'm releasing the sound of every empty chair in this place. It's going out into our community. And it's saying, come, come hear the word of God. Come be found by Jesus. Come eat, eat food. Come and be blessed. Hallelujah. Nelson, come here. And Miss Nadine, come here. Mr. Paul, you might need to help. Come, Devon, you help. You did not know how prophetic you were in naming your group Holy Fire. But, Father, right now, I thank you that some holy fire is going to be imparted to them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy fire. You're going to take it to great heights in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is a good God. Amen. What's he doing? He's making us free. He's made us free. And the more we yield, the more we listen, the more we learn, the freer we'll be. Freedom can increase. Amen. Just think about this. Within your bodies lie bones that are free. Joints that are free. Organs that are free. Blood vessels that are free. Veins that are free. Hallelujah. Minds that are free. Finances that are free. Free finances. You're able to do what you want, when you want, how you want. Free. said all that I need to say for this moment. This is going to be the best 4th of July you've ever had because the fireworks already started right here. The best fireworks ever. Glory.
Josiah, you're always wanting me to talk about the fire. So, Father, I thank you right now for the fire of God to come on Josiah right now in the name of Jesus. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> church today? When you come in contact with people today, they're going to say, what happened to you? Say, I got free. I got free, I got full. Free and full. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Holy Ghost, have your way in these girls, Lord, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is their strength. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Have an awesome day. God loves you and so do we.